first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Calista Best, and today... We will be talking with Hallie Stanford, the president of the Jim Henson Company. And later on, we will be talking about the talent of the new movie Scoop. But first, let's pass off the interview to Catherine and Tiana with Hallie Stanford. Hey, everybody. I'm Tiana Sermons, reporting for Kids First. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Catherine, to talk with the incredibly talented Hallie Stanford, president of TV for the Jim Henson Company. A 10-time Emmy-nominated television producer, Ms. Stanford leads the company's development and production of all television, home entertainment, and digital media, and animated and live-action platforms. She establishing the company's creative culture across all territories. She is currently executive producing the Netflix series The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, and the Dinosaur Train movie for PBS Kids and Universal Entertainment. She has recently produced the Netflix original Word Party, Splashing Bubbles for PBS Kids, the animated series Dot, and the preschool show Doozers, and so much more, including Fraggle Rock, Rock On, which is streaming now on Apple TV+. Wow, Ms. Stanford, that is an impressive resume. Oh, well, thank you. Been, it's 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 a lot it's been many years that I've 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 gained that. It's been twenty-five plus years, but thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You are really amazing. Aw, thanks. You're amazing. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so right now we are doing like all of this, all of our stuff online. So I wanted to know, like, how would you say is the future or sorry. So how is the Jim Henson Company handling a lot of things being online? So, well, handling uh, all the things online um, in terms of new programs, is that what you mean? Like, how are we, how are we dealing with putting out new shows? Yes. Um, I would say that um, a couple of things. It's business as usual at Henson beforehand. So we had a lot of different shows already in production, like our Dinosaur Chain movie that you mentioned more word party that we're working on. So in animation, we could keep working on that. We've all set up um, our work at home um, and then are able to keep it moving. Um, but another thing that's happened is that we um, have gotten inspired about creating new programs for kids and families right now that will bring them joy, um, that are fun, that are inspiring. So we were very excited when Apple called us and asked us to make these Fraggle Rock Rock On shorts um, just to send out the message of hope and um, that we're all connected even when we're apart. And the Fraggles, they're pure joy, they're pure fun. So it's been a lot of fun actually figuring out how to make this show uh, in quarantine from all of our different homes. Um, but we've done it. So it's proven a lot of challenges for us, but it's been also a lot of fun creatively. And I'm glad to see that everybody's really enjoying the shorts and the work that we're doing right now, sending out messages of hope. Yes, I got a chance to see it. It is really good. 
Yay, I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we are going to be talking about Scoob and Octonauts Ocean Adventure. And right now we are talking with Hallie Stanford, the president of the Jim Henson Company. So where do the ideas for kids content come from? Well, my, like there's so many different places, but I'll say our ideas for kids come from kids, right? So we, we, we check out what you guys are all interested in. What are you reading? What are you playing with? What are you interested in? What are you learning in school? What are you not getting out of school? Sometimes we look at the gaps, like what isn't happening at school that maybe kids need? So for example, maybe not enough art, right? So we'll say, let's do an art show. We're gonna make an art show. Um, so we take a look at things like that. Um, and I talk to a lot of kids. I talk to a lot of teachers and parents and see what is most exciting to them and what excites us too as well. But many, many places we get ideas. We develop original ideas, sometimes from books, sometimes from sketches, um, sometimes from, like I said, just looking and seeing, you know what? I think kids need a dance show. So many different ways, but always inspired by kids. Wow, and how long does it normally take to create these ideas? Okay, well, you know, it, sometimes it varies, um, but I'll give you a range. That from idea to when we go out and sell it to the networks, usually one to two years. It takes a lot wow. of time, like we develop it out, we get writers, we get artists, we think about the idea, we keep, we keep refining it, we keep doing different things then, if we sell it to a network, it may take another uh, one to two years until they are happy with the work we do and say, yes, go to production. And then in production, that could take one to two years. So now you can see like some ideas could take from three to six years to actually end up being made. Um, it just varies. Sometimes things can go really fast, but sometimes they can go slow. So look at Fraggle Rock, Rock On. 60 days ago, it didn't even exist. And now it's up on the air. Whereas something like our show, Dark Crystal, it took over 10 years to get made oh. and to produce. So just depends. Um, but you know what? We're always passionate about what we do. So even if it takes a long time, we're willing to let it take a long time because we know it's worth it. Yes. And how does it feel knowing that you are creating kids content that kids everywhere can enjoy? Uh, it's very, very exciting. Uh, it's a big responsibility. You know, we feel like if you're going to sit in front of um, the television, if you're going to put a child in front of TV, well, it better be meaningful. It better, it better um, inspire them as well as entertain. We always want to be entertained, but we want to, we want to just fill our, our viewers with um, sort of real transforming experiences. So they come out of it just feeling a little bit different and more powerful in the world. So it feels great. We, it's, I, like, I wanted to do it my whole life ever since I was your age. And uh, I want to do it for the rest of my life. So that's how it feels. Uh, and then now over to Catherine. Um, all right. So you joined the Jim Henson Company in 1993, and you've worked on some of our most beloved, beloved Muppet projects like Muppet Treasure Island, Muppets Tonight, and Bear in the Big Blue House. Yes. And more. And more. I'm curious about something. Yes. The at Jim the Jim Henson Company has a very impressive number of female executives. Mm -hmm. When it started in 1993, was it any different? Like how important is gender parity to you? Well, gender parity is everything to me. It is the most important. Uh, I was raised, uh, my father died when I was little and 
I, um, I was raised in a house of all women. So um, it was very important, always top of mind. But I really like your question. When I joined the Jim Henson Company, I um, worked for a woman named Alex Rockwell. She actually started as Jim Henson's assistant. And then she was my boss and I was her assistant. She's a wonderful woman. She's still a mentor to me, but she was the only female executive um, that uh, was in my department at the time. The company was run by men, uh, Brian Henson and Charlie Ripkin, wonderful leaders, but um, all the, the um, creative talent at the time that we had deals with were men and mainly the puppeteers were men. So it was very different, um, very loving and creative environment, but definitely um, I can now looking back on it, see how that did influence um, the characters in our shows. So, you know, Muppet Treasure Island, I love Muppet Treasure Island, but there's not that many female characters in it. In fact, there's one, <laughs> it's Miss Piggy. So, you know, I, I think looking back on it, that's probably one of the reasons, but um, I've been with the company working with them for 25 plus years. So when Lisa Henson, who's another one of my mentors, um, became my boss, um, you know, she and I made a real effort to start making sure that um, there was, you know, gender equality in our shows, um, female stars, diverse, diverse uh, uh, female roles too, not just like one kind, you know, uh, introverts, extroverts, different diversity, different kinds of girls. Um, and uh, then we made really, really sure that we, train, we, we made sure to give um, opportunities to a lot of female puppeteers and a lot of female showrunners and creators and directors. So now if you look at our shows, you will kind of see that in all of them, that you'll see uh, not only the characters, but just kind of the types of stories being told. So even in Dark Crystal, I'm so proud of Dark Crystal that, that you know, there's three main heroes, two of them are girls. Um, and I'm just really proud of that because when you think about fantasy shows, it's usually, the, 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 it's usually more boy uh, action, you know, even Star Wars, my favorite. But um, uh, I'm just proud of, of what we've done over the years. And you know what? We keep pushing ourselves to do more, honestly. So it's changed, but I'll just say one thing about Jim Henson uh, himself is that two of his most famous um, uh, movies uh, starred um, girls, young girls in Labyrinth and Dark Crystal. So it was always there in the storytelling, but we just had to keep, we had to keep elevating it. And it's great that you have this, you are keeping growing and you already have a lot, but you're keeping growing and I guess you have to start somewhere. So that's always great. And you were speaking a lot about the mentors you had, which sound amazing. <laughs> and so who would you identify that has played an important role as a mentor, role model, or manager to get where you are today at the Jim Henson Company? Who else? Well, I will tell you who else. My mom. So I've mentioned two people at my company, uh, Alex Rockwell and Lisa Henson, but my mom, when I was growing up, she was a single mom, uh, a working mom. She was a, a lawyer and she was a very powerful businesswoman, but she was always herself. She would always, you know, all the other people would go dressed in their little suits and my mom would go to work dressed in silver leather pants and crazy shirts and she was just herself and Everybody loved her for it. So she taught me a lot about business, but also being true to who you are creatively. And I always took that with me to this day to my job. Um, so anyway, I would say my mom is another yeah. big influence in my work. Being, being yourself is the most important thing. 
Let's take a break. I'm Calista Best from Los Angeles, California, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Best Summer Ever on DVD. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Calista Best from Los Angeles, California, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking with Holly Stanford, the president of the Jim Henson Company, and next we will be continuing that interview with the Q&A section and I'll be passing it off to Tiana and Catherine, along with Dominic, Izzy, Sanaya Rain, Hinebra, and Heather. Hi, I'm Tiana, reporting for Kids First. Now we are going to go over to our Q&A from the audience. Yay! So, so right now we are going to start with Izzy. Hello. I have a question, but I just wanted to tell you, your programs really connect with kids. Uh, I did a review on the Doozers, and it got a ton of views on YouTube. It might be my most viewed review ever. Oh, yay! I love the Doozers! Hooray! <laughs> it was very exciting, yeah. So, I have been on the Jim Henson lot before to work with some of the puppeteers from Julie Andrews' Green Room. Yeah. And that, that was very fun. Um, I love doing voices. I love doing voices. It's very fun for me. How would you recommend a kid prepare for doing career voices? Ooh, what a good question. Well, um, I, when I was uh, uh, in my early 20s, I actually did cartoon voices too. And, um, and then I stopped doing it. I wish I could puppeteer. I just get so confused though. So I, can't, I get confused with the space. So anyway, I can't do it anymore. But what I would say to you is practice. You know, honestly, I would just like, you're, you watch a lot of cartoons. You watch a lot of these shows. I would just start practicing and recording yourself doing different voices um, and keep doing it. Also, I would say to um, start also practicing imitating voices because that, that's a good, because you have those people out there sort of training you anyway. So if there are certain cartoons that you love, just start imitating them. Um, that you have teachers out there already, 
right? But I, I'm telling you, it's practice, practice. And, you know, get into drama. I'm sure you already are, though, Izzy. But I would definitely encourage you to take a lot of fun uh, uh, improv classes and drama classes. But, again, you can practice at home every day, voices. Um, so that's my advice to you. And if you want a puppeteer, if you want a puppeteer, don't ask me to help train you. But there's probably a lot of different people online teaching kids how to puppeteer as well, which is, and you know, um, John Tartaglia is one of our best puppeteers. He started when he was your age, and now he's the one that's doing Gobo on Fraggle Rock Rock On. So again, you can set up your camera, just start, pra just start practicing, start doing it. That's right. And practice, practice makes perfect. On to you, Heather. Hey, thanks, Catherine. And hi, Miss Stanford. How nice it is to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. So how did you know that you wanted to work in production? When did that dream become a goal for you? Well, when I was younger, I loved movies and television so much. I think when I was younger that I imagined myself um, uh, acting more and directing more, but I always wanted to be in television and film. But when I got into college, when I was at university, I think that's when I really realized how much I wanted to work at, um, in children's television. Uh, I had met uh, one of the alumni of our, my college I went to, Wesleyan University. He was producing a show for Nickelodeon. And I was like, Nickelodeon, what's that? Um, so uh, I got very excited about children's TV in college. And then I also realized that that's when I wanted to be a producer. Um, I knew I didn't want to be a director. I do like writing, but um, I realized I wanted to be that person that helped create the idea and see it from idea all the way through production. So in college, I would say is like really when I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, like producers are so vital to the movie and TV industry. So that's, that's wonderful. And what was it like when you first got hired to work with such an iconic company as the Jim Henson Company? It was a dream come true. It was a dream come true. I love Jim Henson so much. I'm like, I was like Kermit the Frog. I went to Hollywood to make my dreams come true. And I always wanted to work there. So when I saw an opportunity to interview uh, and go over there, I mean, I think my passion shone through how much I love them and how much I really wanted to be there. But it was a dream come true, 100%. But that's so cool to like hear you talk about how you went from college to now being the CEO. You are amazing. Oh, thank you. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we are talking with Hallie Stanford, the president of the Jim Henson Company, Scoob, and Octonauts Ocean Adventure. And right now, we are continuing our Q&A with Hallie Stanford. And now we're going to go to our next question, Dominic. Okay. Before I ask any questions, I just want to say how amazing your work is. Aw, thanks, Dominic. You're so nice. Yay! <laughs> so my first question is, is there any one person who inspired you to enter into the world of television? Yes, there, there are many. Um, but, uh, of course, you guys are going to be completely surprised when I say Jim Henson. Um, so uh, always love the Muppets. It's one of the main reasons. And Sesame Street, one of the main reasons that... Um, I am where I am today, but also, I'll be really honest with you, I can think of a lot of TV shows that I love um, that inspired me to want to be in TV, like Little House in the Prairie, my most favorite show. So uh, in looking back on it, Michael Landon, who was the producer, 
uh, and he also was Pa on the show, was an incredible um, visionary. And so I think that the people that made these shows that I loved as a child are really the reason that I ended up being here. And then the other person is George Lucas. I love Star Wars so much. And he also is a producer, right? He is, you know, he is um, not the writer. He's not the director. He is the producer. And I really aspired to have that type of job uh, and to create worlds like he did. Um, so I would say George Lucas as well. And on to Hanibra. Hello, Ms. Sanford. So I love watching puppets and humans work together, but I always wonder how it's done and how you make it seem like the puppets have a life of their own. Well, I have to tell you, there's a couple of things that make that happen, but I'll tell you, a great puppeteer is what really makes it happen, right? So they're gonna bring a soul to that character just in their nuance and their voice, the way they perform it. But then we try to do things to even enhance it to make it feel more real. So the way we frame it, right? The way that we sort of cut them out of the camera, um, the way that we make it feel like they exist in our space and our living. Um, and then uh, the puppet builders. So one of the things that people don't realize is a lot of those puppets are built so that they will have great performance. So they're light, um, they're usually custom made to the hand of the puppeteer. There may be mechs in the eyes that make them move back and forth. So it just gives it a little extra life. So puppet builders are also what's really making it all come together. So it's interesting, there's a lot of different people sort of bringing that reality to life. But you know who else brings puppets to life is the audience. Because you know what? We all know it's a puppet. I know that Kermit the Frog is, is, is a piece of green felt, but I wanna believe that Kermit's real. So when I watch Kermit, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna participate in this puppet experience. And then you have a great puppeteer like Jim Henson bring Kermit to life. So together we're all kind of making the puppet magic. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think that's, it's so interesting to like see how, like how, how many people are behind this. And it's yeah. just so amazing to see the product of it and how just great it looks. I really love watching those shows. Okay, on to Snyrein. Hi, it's such a pleasure to meet you. Okay, so my first question for you is, how has children's television changed today to you? And how do you keep the you know, shows that you, that you are producing entertaining for kids to watch since their habits are changing for watching shows? Wow, that is such a good question. Um, you know, I think that one of the things that we make sure that we do is we do evolve with the time. So, you know, when we are trying to make shows for kids, we're looking at you guys right now. We're not thinking about kids 10 years ago. We're not trying to like make shows that, you know, um, maybe our kids would have watched when they were younger. We're like, what do kids like to watch now? And what are they more interested in? So um, sometimes we do that by looking at what's already existing. So I might get to know all the YouTubers and see what's working and what's not. Um, we'll take a look at how books are evolving. Maybe there's a whole new, like we all know, we all know Captain Underpants. Um, so we might be looking at like really funny graphic novels that are coming out. Maybe we should be doing that. So I think we're always kind of looking and see what the new trends are, reading research, making sure we're staying relevant and giving like giving you guys what you want uh, to watch and not necessarily what we think that you may like or maybe what I would have liked when I was young. Um, but I think that what hasn't changed in children's television is that children's television producers care. They really genuinely care about entertaining you, 
making it a worthwhile experience. So like when I was a kid, I loved Scooby-Doo, uh, you know, which I'm not sure there's any educational messages in Scooby-Doo, but I loved it. And then I also loved, you know, shows like Sesame Street, Free to Be You and Me. So, and again, those were educational. Um, but all of those producers, even today, everybody's trying to make you guys happy. That's, that's the bottom line. Um, yeah, so that doesn't change. Yeah, that's great. And my last question to you is, who out of all the shows you have been doing, who's your favorite character from? All of them are my children. Um, no, let me, let me tell you who I love the most. Well, I think as I told you, Sid was based on my son. So I am a little partial to Sid the science kid. But I, you know, in every show I could pick out my favorites and say, oh, I love this one, I love that one. I love Buddy the Dinosaur, I love Dot from Dot, and um, I love Molly Bolt from Doozers. Um, but I think Sid, I think Sid's my secret crush. That's who I love the most. That's really good. It was so nice talking to you. Great talking to you. Thank and it you. really was great talking to you. We are going to wrap up now. Sounds good. Yes. Well, Thank guys. You guys. It for now. Thank you so much, Miss Stanford, for participating and getting to talk to us today. And also thank you to my co-host, Catherine, for helping me today. Let's go to break. I'm Calista Best from Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Best Summer Ever on DVD. <music> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter hurry our auditions take place the first saturday of the month via skype help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose at kids first we believe that smart kids make smart consumers find out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Calista Best from Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking with Hallie Stanford, the president of the Jim Henson Company, and next we will be having Catherine interview Jason Isaacs, Will Forte, Ken John, and Kiersey Clemens, the voice talent of Scoob. Hi, this is Catherine reporting for Kids First. Today, I'm about to interview some of the cast of Scoob. Fire up the mystery machine, grab a mile-high sandwich, and buckle up, because Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Ink Gang are taking audiences on a ride unlike anything they've seen before in Scoob, a fully animated, 
full-length Scooby-Doo action-adventure. It releases on May 15th, and you will not want to miss it. Come on, let's go interview some of the cast. Hello, my name is Catherine, and I am with Kids First right here. I am with Will Fort. Shaggy loves to snack, and so what's your favorite snack? Oh, it, it is hard to choose. I love breakfast burritos. Um, Ooh, yummy, that sounds delicious right now. <laughs> the best, but, 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 uh, but specifically bre breakfast burritos. Um, uh, ice cream, um, uh, tough to beat ice cream also, and uh, uh, all forms of potatoes. <laughs> um, more and more into sweet potatoes. I guess that is a, obviously a form of potato. It has the word potato in it. Um, yeah, potato chips. Yeah. yeah, well, your snack choices sound delicious, and now I'm hungry. <laughs> so you played Shaggy in Scoop, and so what is your preparation process to get into character? Like, did you do any fun challenges for this role? I heard that you once listened to a, a, just one song in your office at SNL for a solid year. <laughs> that job. was yes we it was a song called uh touch and go touch or go touch touch and go emerson lake and powell and uh we were writing uh, a movie called mcgruber at that time and and that just seemed like the spirit of the movie mcgruber was in this song and actually the song ended up being mcgruber so so Yes, I, for some reason, after listening to it so much for several weeks, uh, I, I said, you know what? I'm gonna, this whole year, I'm not gonna play any other song in this office except for this. <laughs> and, I don't know <laughs> and I stuck to it and it was, it was my own personal uh, journey through heck. <laughs> and, but yeah, for, for, Scoob, you know, I, I feel like I had been preparing all my life anyway, just as a fan of the show and growing up watching it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I have a lot of experience doing um, uh, characters in animated shows and movies, but this was a really uh, kind of scary one because it's, it's one that so many people know and, and, and love. So, I, you know, you, it's, you just want to, um, you, you want to do a good job so people, uh, you know, you, you want to, I don't know, it was, it was, it was uh, nerve wracking, but also at, at the same time, such an honor and, and so exciting to, to be part of. <laughs> yes. Well, I obviously love Scooby-Doo. Got most of my DVDs right here. Uh, it is a show that I watched almost every day after school when uh, I don't, I loved, I loved Scooby-Doo and I loved your Shaggy. It was amazing. And did you learn anything? <laughs> did you learn anything about Chaggy that you did not know before? I didn't know his name was actually Norval. <laughs> Do you know that my name, my first name is Orville? So, so yeah. I, I did. I didn't know that. Um, but, but that stuck in my head because my name is so. My actual name is so close to to Shaggy's. Um, uh, yeah. The the uh, the the way that Shaggy and Scooby met. I never knew that. I don't know in, until this movie that that information existed. Um, so it's kind of fun to be a part of the show, or, excuse me, of the of the the movie that's gonna um, show people how they how they met and the origins of their. Yeah, same. It was really creative the way that they did that, and I think it fits perfectly. So 
before I wrap up, we're going to do some quick fire questions. <laughs> All right, California or New York? I live in California. California. <laughs> Skiing or swimming? Skiing. Riding or performing? Uh, performing. Thank you so much for talking with me. I had a blast. Oh, thank you. It's nice to talk to you. And, and uh, thank you for the kind words about the movie. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been talking with Hallie Stanford, president of Jim Henson Company. And right now, we'll be passing it off to Catherine to interview the voice talent, Jason Isaacs on Scoob. I am Catherine with Kids First. So how are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. I get to talk about something really joyous in these quite scary times. I get to talk about something that is just a sheer pleasure with no you know, side to it at all. Yes, of course. Okay, I'm going to start with the questions, all right? Sure. All right. So you fight the bad guys in a lot of popular movies, and you're really good at it. So when did you discover your talent for bad guy characters? Was it when you were a kid, and did you always play the bad guy? <laughs> That's right. When I was a child, I was just a bad guy in my life. I bullied my brothers, and I, uh, and I killed small animals. No, I, um, <laughs> I'm just an actor. I pretend to be other people. So when someone gives me a script that's really well written, uh, and I don't mess it up. People give me credit that belongs to the writer or the director. So, uh, for instance, I suspect you know that I was in the Harry Potter films, but yes. Lucius Malfoy. It may not have escaped your notice that other people in those films got a lot of attention as well, because mm -hmm. all the characters are so brilliantly written and the story is so fabulously woven uh, that we all ended up with praise that belongs to Joe Rowling. And um, similarly, Dick Dusley has been around for 50 years, I think. Uh, amusing people generally, not scaring people. Um, but he needs to be a bit scarier in this film because it's not a 10 minute cartoon. It's a two hour movie. So uh, they wrote a fabulous script and I didn't mess it up, I hope, he says with fingers crossed. <laughs> All right, well, uh, who is your favorite? Like you were in the movie Scoob. So who is your favorite character in Mystery Inc? Oh, Vilma. Vilma? Is it Vilma or Vilma? Vilma, why do I keep saying Vilma? Oh, I'm thinking of Chicago. Um, Velma, because she's a geek like me. I'm a total geek. I'm a, I'm a techno freak and I read manuals when I can. And I, I was on the internet before there was the web uh, and things like that. And so, and I love when something goes wrong so I can spend all night working out how to make it uh, fix itself. Um, so yeah, I would be the one in the van with my head buried in a screen all the time. Well, that's great that you can relate to some of the characters in there. Mm-hmm. So if Dick Dastardly had walk-up music for a big show, before a big showdown, what do you think he would choose? Wow. Um, well, he's very, very theatrical and hammy. So I think it'd be something from Queen. Do you know the band Queen? Uh -oh. Adam Lambert now sings for. Uh, I don't think I'd We Are The Champions because that's we and he's all about me, 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 me. So <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure what it would be. Um, I'll have to come back to you on that one, but it's a Queen track. Yeah, well, that's great. That's one of my favorite bands, so that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and, what would your walk-up music be, Catherine? Oh, my walk-up music, uh, definitely something probably immigrant song. I love, I love Led Zeppelin. Nice. I love, I love. And who are you in? Who are you in Mystery Inc? Oh, who am I in Mystery Inc? Well, I really like. Of course, I I love dogs. Uh, maybe Scooby. Maybe I agree. Velma definitely. I I do like all that book stuff. I don't know. Uh, I'm about to wrap up, but I just want to do one little thing. Quick fire sure. questions. All right. Go for it. So, Here we go. Comedy or drama? Sorry, is that coffee or drama? <laughs> comedy or drama? Oh my god! What a choice. No, <laughs> comedy every time. 
sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. So much potential. <laughs> Mexican food or Chinese food? Chinese food. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for talking oh, with me. Oh. Uh, it's you lovely to meet you. totally awesome. <laughs> Thanks very much. Good luck with everything. You're the next generation. Do better than we did. Let's take a break. I'm Calista Best from Los Angeles, California, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Best Summer Ever on DVD. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter hurry our auditions take place the first saturday of the month via skype help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose at kids first we believe that smart kids make smart consumers find out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. My name is Cool Sebastian from Los Angeles, California, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking with Hallie Stanford and the voice talents of Scoop, and next we will be having Catherine interview Ken John and Kiersey Clemens, the voice talent of Scoob. Hello, I am Catherine reporting for Kids First, and I am here with the wonderful Ken Young and the fantabulous Kiersey. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hi there. Okay, so this is for both of you. Uh, the chemistry you have in the film is incredible. Was it tough to achieve as voice actors? Did you develop your on-screen relationship? Or how did you develop your on-screen relationship? And uh, did you do any fun exercises during the de development phase? <laughs> Oh, well, this is uh, our second movie together where we have not worked with each other um, <laughs> in the flesh. <laughs> but uh, we have a nice, uh, you know, a text chain, constantly texting. Constantly, constantly mm -hmm. chaining is just since Lady and the Tramp and we're yeah. just, yeah, and then we're just dynamutting and DDing and it's just been... <laughs> It's been a blast. So you are adorable. Yeah. I just have to say thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> this is everything you have in the background is yeah. amazing. Nice setup. How old are you, may I ask? I'm 12. Oh my goodness. My, I have two daughters. They're twins and they're 12 as well. So oh, that's, that. yes, that's great. One of them, they're Alexa and uh, I forgot the other name of the kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't you hate that when your dad forgets? Oh, don't you hate when you forget the name of your kids, guys? It's, uh, <laughs> but no, th you are adorable. This is amazing. This is oh, amazing. thank you so 
much. Oh, so good. And do you have any funny stories that you uh, that you can share while you were recording scenes? And did any off script lines make it into the film? Ha! Huh. I feel like um, a lot of things that I had said or just inflections in my voice um, in my cadence made it into the script that wasn't necessarily going to be Didi's personality to begin with. And then Tony, our director, and I we kind of have this funny banter of me reading a joke I don't like and I'd be like, who, who decided this was good? And so we kind of used our relationship uh, <laughs> to inspire Dee Dee's relationship with uh, 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 Brian, Blue Falcon. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I found out that um, a lot of dynamite scenes are with Blue Falcon and then when I found out Blue Falcon is going to be Mark Wahlberg, you know, I just started laughing immediately because I knew the chemistry would just be, it, it will just be, it'll be great because I've worked with Mark before and he, we, we, it, there's a nice rhythm that we already have. And just him as Blue Falcon, he is Blue Falcon. He just crushes it. And, and all I had to do was really with, in, in animation, you're using your imagination because not every, you don't, can't, it's hard to visualize everything at once. And it's just so, it was so easy to do this character because you, in terms of referencing Mark's voice is so iconic and, and, and then watching the movie, it's it, his performance exactly how I envisioned it and how I would react as an actor. And it was, that was a lot of fun. It was a lot mm -hmm. of fun. Yeah. And it's great that you have these chemistry with these people that you've worked before and now you get to work with them again. So that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah, it, it really is. And so Ken, you are hilarious and you have such a diverse by background. You're, you do improv, you're an actor, producer, writer, and you did Instagram medicine. model. I do all <laughs> these things. Yes. <laughs> you did mm -hmm. medicine. So which of those prepared you for a role like, uh, which of those best prepared you for a role like Dynamite? It really, I think um, being a parent, I, I, I really referenced um, kind of my kids and kind of the more serious side of me uh, where I'm trying to, trying to be an author authoritarian, but then also being a little bit little bit comedic where I can be a little sarcastic while I'm doing it. It's more like a frustrated older brother, you know, at mm -hmm. times. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Cause I don't usually, I'm not known for roles like that. So I really loved the, I really loved this role because uh, my kids said it's like the most heroic kind of coolest mm -hmm. character I've done. So when, when my character does kind of help save the day in a couple of spots, one of my daughter, Zoe, uh, I just remembered her name. And like Zoe just looks at me and she's like, oh, wow, this is really cool. You saved the day. And so it was, it's really nice to get that feedback from my own family. And it was like, uh, you know, it was really cool. I, hadn't, I didn't think about that when I was, when I was, when I was filming it, but then, uh, but it was really cool to see my family's reaction to it. Yeah. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been talking with Hallie Stanford, president of Jim Henson's company. And right now, we'll be passing it off to Catherine to interview the voice talent on Scoob. All right, well, I am about to wrap up with this just really quickly. Quick fire questions. These are for both any of you to answer. So, uh, Harry Potter or Star Wars? Harry Star Potter. Wars. Sorry, Star Wars. <laughs> Dogs or cats? Dogs. Dogs. Skittles or M&Ms? Peanut M&Ms. Tie. <laughs> classical music or rock classical rock chicago deep dish or uh new york thin crust new york thin crust thin crust yeah, yeah. 
Thank you so much for talking with me. Oh, thank, thank you. you so much. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Best interview ever. You Bye. did awesome. It was awesome. Oh, thank thank you. you so much. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you, Catherine. Bye, Catherine. Oh. This is Catherine reporting for Kids First. Please don't forget to subscribe to Kids First and check out all of our reviews. And make sure you watch Scoob. It is amazing. I really recommend it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice, for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Best Summer Ever on DVD. I'm Calista Best from Los Angeles, California. Goodbye! Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week. <laughs>